able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Amen. The verse 9. Have I not commanded you? The verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I was amazed. And the whole of last year, I was thinking through. I realized that one of the difficulties we have as Christians is the assurance of God's presence with us. Assurance of God's presence with us. How many sometimes are not sure whether God is with you? You might not raise up your hand, but I know. Sometimes we are not sure God is really with us. And sometimes in the circumstances and, and the difficulties and the situations, you wonder, is God really with me? So the first thing God deals with is to assure him, assure him that he is with him, that he is with him. Hallelujah. And the Lord is assuring us this morning that he is with, with us. Tell someone the Lord is with you. Most times, you know, I was asking in the 31st night, I was asking how God was leading the people of Israel. I was telling them God was leading the people of Israel by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. During the daytime, it is a cloud. During the nighttime, it tends to become fire to give them light and to protect them. Now, I asked them, God, is, God was with them physically. In the presence of God was with them by the cloud and the pillar of fire. And now the presence of God is with us and in us by the Holy Spirit. And I said, okay, how many prefer the pillar of cloud and the fire and, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit? They all said they prefer the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. <laughs> so you prefer to see physically God's presence with them. And most times, we prefer to have the presence of God physically somewhere. So we, we, are, we know that the presence of God is with us. But something very funny happened in Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. God, Bible says that the presence of God never left its place. In the last verse of the chapter 13 in Exodus 13. So the presence of God was always before them. And they were leaving Egypt. Now, Bible says that it, most, Moses had ordered them to go out of Egypt. And they were going. And they were close to the Red Sea. Bible says, by their left was a desert. By this side was another desert. And lo and behold, behind them, Pharaoh changed his mind. Pharaoh said, what have we done? We allowed them to go? What did we do? We've lost their services. What will happen? Let's go back for them. And Bible says that God was the one who told Pharaoh to come back for him, for the people of God. So they were in the middle. They were going. Now, the pillar was directing them. The cloud was before them and was leading them. But Bible says, as they heard the sound of the horses, the horses were coming behind them. They heard the sound of the horses. Bible says that at a certain point, they turned their eyes from that pillar of cloud 
and looked at the horses. And they said, Ah, Moses, what did you do to us? The presence of God was there. But they fixed their eyes rather on the horses. The sound of the problem was louder than the presence of God. God was there very quiet and calm and relaxed. But the horses were very loud. And most times, we all say we want the presence of God to be there physically with us. But when the problem comes, we will act the same way as the Israelites. We'll turn our eyes and focus on the issue. And forget that God is present with us. And all that circumstance was arranged by God. It was so funny. And God says, I will gain glory for myself through this issue. And God did exactly the same thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God needs to assure you this year that he's with you. Now, one of the things that happened very funny in Exodus chapter 17, verse 7. Exodus 17, verse 7. Moses made a, a very important remark. And Moses said, this was the place where they were asking for water. And God told Moses to go to the rock. That he would stand by the rock. He should strike the rock. And water will come out for the people to drink. And Moses made this remark at the end of the day. And he called the place Massa and Meribah. Because the Israelites quarreled. And because they tested the Lord. Saying, ah, is the Lord among us all or not? Where was the pillar of cloud? It was still there. It never moved. It was still in its place. But each time they were faced with a circumstance, they asked themselves, is the Lord really amongst us or not? This is our problem. We all say we want the manifestation, the physical manifestation of the presence of God. But if that physical manifestation comes, would you still look at that? John chapter 14. John 14, very quickly. Jesus makes an important statement. John 14. John 14 verse 16. John 14 verse 16. He talks to them. He tells them, I am in the Father. The Father is in me. And all that. He makes all that statement. Then he says in here, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Hallelujah. I will ask the counselor, I will ask the father, he will give you another counselor. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's going to be with you forever. Forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. That is why the Muslims cannot accept him. Yes. Because Jesus said already, he said it already. The world cannot what? Accept him because it's neither mm -hmm, nor or knows him. This is the issue. This is the problem. The Holy Spirit is with us. He is in us, but we can't see him or you can't see him. So it's so amazing. It's amazing us that the pastor is saying the Holy Spirit is, is in us and is with us and all this stuff. Hey, where is God? I would love to have the physical manifestation of God. No, it's a lie. You will not. He says, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. He lives where? With you and will be in you. He lives. He says the world cannot see him. The world cannot see him. And this is the issue. 
most of us walk in the, in, the, in the sense of the presence of God, we walk in the same way as the world walks because we can't see him. From today, I pray that you will not walk by sight in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody you are not walking by sight. Say it again to somebody you are not walking by sight. Oh, yes. He says he's with us. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. He says what? We fix our eyes. Second Corinthians 4, verse 18. We fix our eyes on what is... Verse 18. We fix our eyes not on what is seen. Hallelujah. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Ah, ah, ah. Wait, oh. Wait, please. Um, can somebody explain to me? We fix our eyes not on what is seen. How do you fix your eyes on what is not seen? Let's analyze the text very well. We fix our eyes, what? Not on what is seen. But on what is unseen. You, you look at what is unseen. You see what you cannot see. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> we fix our eyes on what is unseen. We fix our eyes on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because you cannot see him does not mean that he is not there. There are many things you cannot see. There are many waves that are passing that you cannot see. Does it mean that it's not there? No. But on what is, what is unseen? For what is seen is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. Hallelujah. Amen. What God says, most times you can't see it, but it's there. And Bible says that we fix our eyes on what is unseen. I fix my eyes on what is unseen. I said, I fix my eyes on what is unseen. Hallelujah. You might not see this nation changing, but fix your eyes on what is unseen. Hallelujah. You might not see your solution, but fix your eyes on what is unseen. You might not see your healing, but fix your eyes on what is unseen. You might not see your salvation, but fix your eyes on what is unseen. Oh, yes, Lord. I fix my eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not walking in the flesh again. We are not walking in our senses. We are not walking by how we feel, by how we feel, by what we see. We are walking by what the word of God says. It's so true. It is so true. It is so true. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 2. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 2. Isaiah 43. He says, but now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Hallelujah. When you pass through the waters, this is what I love. When you pass through the waters, he did not say you might not go through the waters. No. <laughs> Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They didn't say that. Some of us want to change the Bible and say he didn't, he said we'll not go through the waters. No. He says when you pass through the waters, when, when means that there are times you'll, you'll go through. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. It means that he's not just with you, but he's there to make sure you come out of it. Hallelujah. He says, when you catch hell, don't hold it. When you're going through hell, don't stop. <laughs> I love that song. When you catch hell, don't hold it. When you're going through hell, don't stop. Don't stop. Pass through the rivers. 
I declare that anything you are going through, you come, you come out of it this year in the name of Jesus. They will not sweep over you. That is the word of the Lord. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. It will not consume you. In the name of Jesus, whatever battle you are fighting with, I declare that it will not overcome you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Tell somebody it will not overcome you. Say it again. It will not overcome you. Shake somebody for me. Tell the person you are coming out. You are coming out. In the name of Jesus. We are coming out of it. Yes, Lord. We are coming out of it. In the name of Jesus. I declare that this year will be a new year for you. Something else will happen in your life. In the name of Jesus. What made you cry last year, you will not cry this year. Thank you, Father. We bless you. Because he's with us. We are sure. We are sure. He's with us. He's with us. He will not leave us alone. He will not leave us alone. There's something. I want you to change your declaration this year. Change your confession this year. In the name of Jesus. Change it. Change it. Let's go. I want to read, read something to you in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. Change your confession this year. The devil is a liar. Thank you. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you. No. Never will I forsake you. Listen. So we say with confidence. Because God has said, we also say with Oh, go back. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. <laughs> God, it is because God has said what? Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake. God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. That's what he said. So the Bible says, because he said it, we also say, we also say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. What can man do to me? He says, because God has said, learn to declare what God has said. Learn to say what God has said. In the midst of the issue, say what he has said. Don't say your circumstance. Don't talk about it. Talk about what God is saying. God said, I also say. You are not arrogant when you say what God has said. No. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I'm changing my declarations this year. I'm changing my declarations. I'm changing my declarations this year. In fact, there's one thing I realize about God. It's like, it's like when you say something, the Holy Spirit just enters into action. When you say something, Bible says that he said, let there be and the Holy Spirit started working. You as a child of God, as a born again, when you speak, the Holy Spirit also enters. And the things that you declare manifest themselves. Sometimes they go a bit ahead of you to prepare the way. When you get there, you see that it is already arranged for you. Let's learn to speak properly. It says a man will be filled with the declarations of his mouth. Your stomach will be filled with the declarations of your mouth. Proverbs chapter 18. I'm changing my declaration this year in the name of Jesus. I'm not responding with emotions, no. I'm responding with the word of the Lord. So sometimes we like to be pitied and, you know, no. Somebody just caring for us. It's not easy. Oh. Things are difficult. Oh. <laughs> God, I don't know where he is. <laughs> hmm. 
The Lord is with you. Hallelujah. The next thing God says, the next thing God says, very quickly, another key that he gives him that is so, so funny, so funny, so funny, the verse 7. The verse 7. It says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Hallelujah. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. I think we know it very well. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This makes me think somehow. It makes me think God has foolish, excuse me to say, solutions. Imagine you have war. Imagine there's a fight before you and you are there reading the Bible. Uh -uh. Does it make sense? Battles are before you. You have to go and fight. And by... <laughs> God says, <laughs> the battles are before you. No, 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 no. That's not what you should concentrate on. Concentrate on my word. Ah! <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Sitting down and reading, meditating, instead of coming up with strategies, military strategies, how to overcome, how to beat the enemy, he says, no, 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 no. You are doing the wrong thing. Most of us have stressed and disturbed. Because we don't put the right thing first. When we wake up in the morning, we don't put the right things first. We run around if we have time. If ever we have time, we'll look at the Bible. But it says, let it not depart from your mouth in the morning, in the evening. In the morning, in the evening. In the morning, in the evening. I'm like, what? God, are you giving Joshua this thing to go and do? And this is the key you are giving him. The key of staying in the word of the Lord. Wow. The first thing he tells him about the word of God. He says you must study it. You must study it. Sometimes it's not enough to just read. You need to study. Some of us need to write down the verses. Some of us need to just, just take a theme and run through the Bible and study it. Hallelujah. You must have time to study the word of God. You can't come and be lazy. No, no, no. You have to overcome your excuses about not studying God's word. This year, I declare that you will study the word of God in the name of Jesus. I pray for a new desire that will come and fill your heart about God's word. You see, one thing I've discovered about God, as you sit and you study, he solves your problem for you. I've, I've discovered that. As you sit and you study and you pray, he does what you are not able to do. Hallelujah. Maybe you are stressed about all the work in the house. You wake up in the morning, you have to take care of this person, take of that person, take of this person. Let them wait. Do, do the word of God first. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised the ideas God will give you. You'll be surprised how you make things easy for you. Hallelujah. We're having, um, we're having an all night here one of the days and, um, and one of the one of the students we had, I was, we were praying 
and the Lord was telling me that there are people here whose parents were, were struggling. So I, I, I said it out, and then um, and one, two of them came out, and we prayed for them. And as we were praying, the Lord told me that the mother was really struggling. Amen. And um, so I told him to tell the mother that God is going to act very soon in their life. And she should be patient because she also wanted to leave the marriage. And um, just recently, a few weeks ago, he came and gave his testimony that they've been like that. They've been fighting the whole, since he was a child. They've always been fighting the house. You know, there are some marriages like that. They've been fighting. And he, he was here. He was doing well. You know, he has, things are going on for him. But his siblings are at home and he doesn't know how things will go for them. And so he was very worried. As we're praying that day, he was very worried. And so he called his mother and told his mother, mother, the pastor says, this and this and this, be patient, things will work out. Not knowing the father had moved out of the house. And the father was somewhere else. Nobody knows where he was. He has left the two, the two children with the mother. The mother said he was surprised that the father moved back to the house and came to apologize to her. Hallelujah. And the day, they were, the, day, the, the day he was even giving the testimony, he says that day the father had taken her out and they were on a date. Hallelujah. If you will sit down and study and pray and be with God, he will solve your problem for you. The things that you can't solve, he will solve them for you. In the name of Jesus. I pray that this year you will see the hand of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. He says, for we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I pray that whatever situation you have, just sit down. Just sit down and trust God. Steady the word. Steady the word. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 6. Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6 verse 6. Sometimes it makes sense to just be running around and just doing some activities. It makes sense to be running. But the Lord is telling us something else. Let me start from the verse 4. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. The first place the word should be is on your heart. Hallelujah. It must be on your heart. Don't let it just be in your head. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. Don't talk only about the magic movies in the books. No, these days in the books where the children are studying, it's only magic and witchcrafts. It's, it's, it's amazing. And if you don't start to talk to your children about the truth, they will get to a point they will not have any solution because education does not give all the solutions in the world. Hallelujah. He says, talk to them about, about the word. Impress it on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. When you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Ah, what do you talk about when you get up in the morning? What do you talk about when you're about to, when you're about to lie down? Some of us will fight with our spouses. Hmm. About to lie down, you fight. The next one, when you wake up, another fight will continue. You find a way to, to, to fight more. He says, rather talk about the word of God. The next one. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Hallelujah. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your forehead. I don't know what you have on your hand now. Check, check, check on your brother's hand. What do you have there? Do you have a nice wristwatch? What do you have? He says, instead of that, you should rather have the word of God. Hallelujah. Yes, tie them as symbols on your hand. Let them be on your forehead. The next one. 
He says, write them on the door frames of your houses, on your gates. Write them. Write them. Some of us need to take down the pictures we have and put a verse there. Yeah. In your mirror, on the, in the bathroom, you need to put a verse there. Do not be anxious about anything. Let it be on your mirror. Every morning, look at it. Do not be anxious about anything. Amen. He says the word of God should be everywhere. This is God's key to your success. It does not make sense, but it's true. And we will see that it works. Hallelujah. Jesus says, if anybody desires to do the will of God, he will know. He will know. He will know the truth. He will know. Unless you do it, you might not know. He says, the next thing God tells him is don't just study it, but meditate. Meditate on the word. Consider it. Ponder. Consider. Think about it. You know, the same way we think about problems, the same way you can meditate on God's word. Some of us are good problem thinkers. You can think. The problem is gone, but you bring it back again. It is solved, but you bring it back. And keep thinking about it. Meditate is to think about it. Psalm 1 verse 1. Psalm 1 1. Psalm 1 verse 1. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seats of mockers. The next one. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. And he meditates day and night. He meditates day and night. He thinks about it day and night. Amen. The next one. It says, he's like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields his fruit. You see, you see, it's like you don't, it's like you don't believe God. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields his fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, prospers. Hallelujah. A man of the word will prosper. I'm telling you. You will prosper. You will prosper. Let's, let's put the word of God first. Think about it first. Put it first in your day. Put it last in your day. Let it be in the middle. Let it be on, on your walls. Let it be in your heart. Let, let your children talk about it. Let your children ask you, well, who is Jesus? Let your children ask you, who is God? Let your children ask and explain to them. Who is Noah? Explain to them and talk to them. Talk to them. In the name of Jesus. The next thing God tells him about it, he says you must carefully take action. You must obey. You must do what the word of God says. We need to carefully frame our lives after what the word says. If the word says forgive, I forgive. If the word says I confess, I confess. If the word says I give, I give. If the word says I preach, frame your life, order your life to, to fit the word. Don't let it just be words. He says, be careful. Be careful to obey. Be careful. The verse 7. Be very strong and very courageous. Exodus, um, Joshua 1 verse 7. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Sometimes that is what we need. We need to be careful to obey. Careful to obey. All the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from anywhere. Don't turn to the left. Be careful to obey. When you obey the word of the Lord, Psalm 19 verse 7, you will see what will happen to you. As you obey the word of the Lord, Psalm 19 verse 7. Psalm 19 verse 7. Thank you. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. You will see that you cannot be discouraged for too long as you obey the word of God. 
The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. You get wisdom. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. You will never be sad. Hallelujah. If somebody turns away, you see, when you are depressed, it's like you've turned away from the word of God. It's a sign. It's a sign. We've, we've abolished God's word. Relegated it to something. He says, when you will do the word of the Lord, when you will give attention to the word, joy will fill your heart. Joy will fill your heart. Hallelujah. Joy does not come because there's this, or this is good, or this is bad. No, 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 no. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. Joy is already in your spirit. He's the fruit of the spirit. Hallelujah. As you concentrate on the word, it is activated and comes out. He says, gives joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant. Giving light to the eyes. Oh, you will see. You have direction in this world. In the name of Jesus. I don't know how many times I've been so confused. No, no, what I do. But as soon as I start to study, I get to it. I get to light. I know what I'm supposed to do. The precepts of the Lord are right. Giving joy to the heart. The next one. The next verse. The fear of the Lord is pure. Enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. The next one. The next one. They are more precious than gold. Ah, you will chase after them as you chase gold. Because they are more precious than gold. Much pure, much more than pure gold. They are sweeter than honey. Oh, they are sweeter. They are sweeter. The word of the Lord is sweet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We bless you. How many are going to put God's word first now? Order your life to obey the word. Order your life to study the word meditate on the word. No, no, no. Let's stop. Let's stop all this joking. Sometimes people even come to church as their preaching is going on. They are on their phones. On WhatsApp. Even in church. Some on Facebook sending messages. I don't know whether they are sending the message of the pastor. I don't know. Some are also just looking at the pastor. Say, the pastor is fat. He's big. Hey, pastor, your stomach is big. Hey, pastor. They are looking at the conjugations of the pastor. Instead of to listen to the word. Hey! The Lord is helping us. Hallelujah. Tell somebody God is helping us. He says be strong. Be strong. Be strong. The third thing you would like to do is to be strong. Hallelujah. I can't talk so much about this. I might talk about it another time. But I want to read a verse to you. Joshua chapter 23. Let's, let's see the life of Joshua. As Joshua puts these things into practice, let's see what happened to him. Joshua chapter 23. As Joshua was about to die, he made a statement. Joshua 23 verse 14. Let's see whether it worked or it did not work for Joshua. And I am saying... That if it worked for Joshua, if Joshua followed these things and it worked for him, it will work for me. I don't know about you, but I think you should also say it will work for you. Hallelujah. If you are a student, decide to put God first. If you are married, put God first. If you are a businessman, put God first in your business. Put him first and put his word first and see whether you will not make it. Whoever you are, put God first. You know, sometimes some of us who preach, we think, Sometimes it's easy to forget because all that you'll be doing is looking for messages to preach. But we need to go beyond that and to put God's word first. 
Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. He says he's about to die. He's living. He has finished. He has fought all the fights. He has conquered. He has finished the work. Now see, you know with all your hearts and soul that not one of the good promises the Lord gave you has failed. Wow. He says you know. You know that none of the promises of God has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed in the name of Jesus. I say not one of the promises of God will fail in your life. In the name of Jesus. As you decide to do what God says, you will see. You will see with your eyes. You will see with your eyes. As he made this declaration, I declare that you will make the same declaration. In the name of Jesus. Next year, you will make the same declaration. You will give a testimony about something. And you say, God did not fail. God did not fail. God did not fail. Not one of his promises failed. Not one. Oh, brothers and sisters. Let's learn to put God first. Put God first in your relationship. He says, don't sleep around. Don't sleep around. Just put him first. You will be surprised. You will see what he will do. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Not one of them will fail. Shall we pray? Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can you, can you pray for somebody who is by you? Pray for somebody who is by you. Let's pray for somebody who is by us. Let's pray for ourselves. Let's pray for each other. Ask the Lord to help. Ask the Lord to strengthen. Ask the Lord to guide in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Pray for somebody by you. Pray for somebody by you. Oh, that they will put God first. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's pray for this church. Pray for this church that will put God first. Will put his word first. Oh, let's pray. Continue to pray. Pray for the churches in this country that God and his word will be first. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, I hear there's somebody here. You are so disturbed, so worried. He says, just put me first and trust me. Put me first and trust me in the name of Jesus. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never no come to an end. They are new, they are new every morning. New every morning. Oh, yeah, great is thy faith. Fullness 
where we are so sure sure and sure and sure that you are with us you said no matter where we find ourselves you will be with us you will walk through with us you will come out with us in the name of Jesus I pray for anyone here who is in any situation I pray that you walk them through walk them through in the name of Jesus may they see your supernatural hand in the name of Jesus we thank you Father, help us to place your word first in our daily lives. Help us to obey your word. Help us to follow you. Help us to love our wives, love our husbands. Help us to, to put your word in our businesses. May we be honest in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, may we, may we be well in training our children. May we, may, we, may, we, may we train them according to your steps. Father, I pray. May this church even be a place where your word is honored, where your word is preached, where your word is practiced in the name of Jesus. We pray for the churches, O Lord, around this place, Father. Let your word be first, O Lord. Yes, 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 yes. There's somebody I hear the Lord says you have to forgive. Forgive, let it go. That is my word unto you. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Let that pain go in the name of Jesus. He said you restore our souls. Be restored. Be comforted by the Lord himself. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you thanks. We bless you. Bible says in that very night when Jesus died, when he was betrayed, Bible says he took the bread and he broke it. I'm not sure whether that bread was as fresh as this, but this is really fresh. He says, this is my body broken for you. This is my body, broken for you. His body was torn apart. His body was broken for us. Bible says at the end of the supper, he took the cup. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. And he poured it for them and says, this is the blood of the new covenant that is poured out for you. He says we should do this in remembrance of him. And remember his life that he poured out for us. Because of his love for us. The life he gave up for us. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you. Father, we bless this. We ask that this be the real body. As we eat it, Father, may it be your body. As we drink it, may it be your blood. In the name of Jesus. Because of our new creation in you. Because we are born again in you. We are of you. And Father, we eat of you. We drink of you. We thank you. We pledge our allegiance to you. 
And Father, we remember our covenants with you that we are yours. We'll live for you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. I ask all those who are serving to come and serve with me. Thank you. Bless you. Some will be going downstairs. Thank you. God bless you. The choir will lead us in a few songs.
Father, we thank you. We give you thanks for your, your body that was broken for us. Give you thanks for your blood that poured out for us in the name of Jesus. Father, we lift up our tithes and our offerings unto you. We ask the Lord that you bless it. Give everyone here a seat to sow in the name of Jesus. Prosper this church. Prosper this church financially. Father, prosper the individuals financially. I pray that your businesses will grow. I pray that the works that you do 